Cool. So uh, we so 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 we spoke about how you got into uh, this point of time. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit about what is the current state of uh, non-origin and uh, how like what's the current status in terms of collectors, artists, like general numbers? Sure. Um, so we currently have over 290 kind of active accounts or active artists on our platform. Um, we've sold over 11,000 NFTs uh, since we started, uh, and that's generated revenue of around $225,000, which is on today's price, maybe just over a thousand ETH. Uh, that's for the collectors or that's for the platforms? You for the platform in total. So artists have generated $225,000. Um, and the way Known Origin works, we kind of, we're, we're a primary marketplace. We've just launched our secondary uh, marketplace, but we take 15% of primary sales uh, and 3% of secondary sales. So, and we've literally just launched our, I think it was last week we launched our secondary marketplace where you can find a collector and you can make an offer on anything that they've collected through Nen Origin, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, April was a really good time for us. So our highest sold artwork was by an artist called Trevor Jones, and that sold for just over $10,000, which was 55 ETH at wow. the time. Who was um, the collector? I believe it was um, I can't pronounce the guy's name, but he's, he's a, a very big collector in the scene. Him and Montserrat were having a bidding war throughout the auction. Um, but I'll double check his name and uh, I, can, I can get back to you on that. Um, we get around we just we just got our best uh, month in terms of active users through Uh, GA so we had six just over six thousand uh, unique uh, active users through Google Analytics in April which was pretty good um, and we just started to break even as a platform so it's kind of it's all going in the right direction oh top five app globally as well last month nice 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 and that uh... So I have a few questions regarding that. Like, first, what is the platform? So what's the profile of the artist? Like, do you see commonalities between the people that are coming? Uh, like, they are crypto people mostly. They are, they are people that are coming from traditional uh, graphic work and become crypto artists. Like, what is their profile? So it, it's for sure uh, we're seeing kind of people that are into crypto, Um, know about crypto and blockchain technology they're definitely the kind of early adopters of the kind of art space um, but we're more recently we've found that we're getting approached by fashion brands that want to talk to us we're getting approached by academics so we have universities we have the royal potential partnership with uh, the royal college of art in london They've got a digital um, media course that they're looking to kind of showcase some of their work. And one of their kind of things they're thinking about is like how blockchain technology is going to change the way people see digital artwork. So we're really excited about that. 
Um, mm-hmm. There's also a university called Soda in the UK, which is the School of Digital Arts. Um, we've got a potential partnership with those guys coming up uh, 2020, 2021. So we're seeing a lot more non-crypto artists or traditional graphics and video people coming into the space. Um, now in Origin, we always try and focus on kind of bringing non-crypto artists into the space and kind of trying to educate and kind of share the insights that we have and kind of bring new people into the space as well as kind of showcasing well-established crypto artists as well. Nice, nice. Cool. And, uh, you know, um, for artists that are not from the space, is, 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 let's say, not easy, but it's more easy to onboard because they don't need to spend anything. Like, they, they, they are just getting, um, they are just, um, like, getting another aspect of monetization uh, for, for the, from the current work. So it's, it's pretty um, uh, not easy, but I can imagine how, um thousands or tens of thousands of artists will come but uh what is the status of the other side the collectors like um can you tell us a, a little bit about the uh, n- numbers on, on on that side and the, what are your thoughts regarding ways to um make this number bigger that's the that's the great strategy that kind of we we're really trying to focus on at the minute. So we're working, so we get uh, our monthly reports off nonfundable.com and they're really, really kind of comprehensive and really well put together. And it shows you that there's still, in relative terms, a small pool of collectors that are spending kind of like serious money. Um, but I think definitely over time, this is going to change. Um and one of the things that we're looking at is what are the, what are the other audience that will be kind of that we can work with and kind of target to bring those on as more collectors in the art space. And we're we we think that gamers, blockchain and NFT gamers will be the next wave of kind of the digital art collectors because they can they understand digital value, they understand scarcity. If they're playing blockchain games, they understand the value of provenance. Um, and if they see something they like, they want to own it, right? So even from an aesthetic point of view, if we can bring some of the gamers that you see on Sandbox and you see on um, mm-hmm. Axie Infinity, they have an eye. They have an aesthetic. They like, they like visual kind of things, and they fully understand the kind of value of NFTs, non-fungible tokens, so we're going to try and work with with more kind of gaming people and bring bring some of that audience over to the art space. Nice. And and what do you think? Some of the ways that uh, that we can help those people to uh, you know to start to collect art, like 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 do you think education coming first or more information? Like what do you think the component that are needs to be in place in order to make it happen, like in order to attract them because they are playing games right now and collecting art is also a sort of a game, but it's a different yeah. game. So what, yeah. What, yeah. Like, what is the way to bring them over on board? So I think, I think it's going to be multifaceted. So I think there's going to be a few things will need to happen. So I think education is definitely um, 
definitely a big driving force. Um, but I think it'll be something like, have you seen the game? Um, is it Horizon? Horizon? No. Yeah. And there's, one called, is there another one called Skyweaver. Uh, actually, uh, it's it, it's new on OpenSea because I I didn't saw it yet. So this is so a couple of things happen. So there'll be an education push. I think that's a big driver. But then it'll also be like the people that are creating the artworks and the environments and the kind of game aesthetics. If you bring some of those artists over and they start producing single stills of like the artworks that the gamers love, like you're playing a game and you love the game and you have an opportunity to own an authentic piece of the game artwork, then that's a big emotional kind of connection to the thing that you love. And you can then bring them over by bringing the artists from the gaming uh, industry over and get those. Oh, nice, nice. So, so to focus on creating art that um, in themes that they are related to, like uh, art uh, with CryptoPunks or art with... Um, Whatever. Yeah. If, if let's say we, let's say we do a partnership with um, Sandbox and we partner uh, a Vox a Vox artist with one of our artists, we kind of mash those together and then he create this unique piece that then is going to attract not only the art the art collectors that we have right now in the scene, but it's also going to um, it's also going to attract the guys that are playing the game. Because they'll be familiar with the the, the kind of voxel uh, style, and they'll kind of see the mashup with an artist that we have on our community. So we're trying to bridge some of those uh, gaps at the minute. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, and, and yeah, and 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 what do you think about like uh, like? I mean, I'm trying to understand like what. What do you think is the main value proposition of of uh, of artwork like digital artwork? Is it a do you think it's more of a financial instrument or more of a game mechanics? Because if like it's totally different strategy. Like if you want to uh, create a much bigger crowd of collectors and you're treating that as a financial instrument, then it's a much different strategy than if you are treating like what do you think the like the main value proposition for people that collect like the fun in collecting or actual uh, um, like getting exposure to this kind of new financial asset i think right now i think the kind of the financial side of things is kind of one of the biggest drivers and i think it's interesting i think collectors will find an artist that they love And then they'll go out their way to collect all the pieces that they produce. Um, but I think people can see, even from the early X copy pieces, we, you could have picked one of those up for like $30 when he first came onto the scene. And now X copy pieces go for like $20, right? Yeah. So a, within a really short space of time. So there's a definite hunger and appetite for like spotting these early artists that you kind of take a risk on, right? You kind of go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy them now because I've got, I've, I, my gut says within six months they're going to be 10x in on their, on their original prices. 
Mm-hmm. I think there's something quite exciting about that. Um, and it, it, there's only a handful that's, ha- that's happening to, but I think ha- owning these early pieces, you'll definitely get like a return on investment. And then there's definitely, I think Super Rare do it quite well, where they, there's, they've gamified it in the sense that you'll see these bidding wars happen. So these, yeah. battles, these yeah. battles will take place and bidding wars will start happening. And then it goes to a different place. It's not about, um, it's, yeah, it's not about whether you love, you still love the piece because you're bidding on it, but then you, you're suddenly, you're in this kind of um, traditional auction place where you want to be the one that wins out when you're bidding on the piece. So there is some gamification kind of mechanics coming into it, but as far as the kind of collectible side, like I just saw the, um, did you see the Top Trumps um, collectible cards drop yesterday? Where? In the non-origin or in another yeah, No, it was, um, so Garbage Pail Kids was like a big 80s, 90s kind of card collectible stickers. Um, and they've digitized them and turned them into NFTs on a thing called, I think it's wax.io, which is like a private chain ah, or right. side chain. But that's, that's got um that's got like nostalgia. It's got like a really good art aesthetic to it. There's a big subculture around that kind of art style. It's like a comic style, and then it's got the people are already kind of trading and swapping and collecting. It's got um the classic kind of collecting cards and getting sets. So that's got like a real that's got a few kind of really interesting kind of parts to what they've built there. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's very much depend on what's your target market as well because uh, it's nostalgic to who, right? Like um, like if, um, if you're co- connecting that, connecting like your, your crowd to crypto crowd, uh, maybe it would be better to do... Yeah, that's why, for example, a Coldy and... Uh, 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 artists like this are successful because they they are speaking in the crypto narrative, right? Like, um, yeah. So it's and Wax, I think, definitely aim for for the large for the large market. Um, it's interesting, like, to see if 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 the art if the traditional people from the internet will will also start to collect art, or it will only be uh, the crypto people for the coming year or so. Yeah. Like for sure the short term yeah i think um digital art has been in the art industry for many many for decades but it's only now that you can feel like you truly own a piece so digital artworks have been around since the 80s yeah yeah for sure i I was speaking with a couple of streamers like uh i'm uh, like to try to bring them to be digital artists because they already have a crowd they already have art uh, and so uh, one of the streamers told me that this is like the first time that he hear about something that can solve the problem of people copy copy his work and send it out to to like someone someone buying his work and then send it to his friends and this is like um, bummer so he was very excited about it so, yeah, so. yeah, we've um, we've we've we're reaching out to kind of more kind of uh, 
VR artists and videographers and motion graphic designers. And we find that as soon as we kind of explain some of just some of the basics around kind of ownership and provenance, um, they get super excited, but it's still uh-huh. it still feels quite alien to them. Yeah. It's 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 still a very new concept. And they still don't quite believe that it can happen yet. Yeah. So we have to do a lot of um, education. Yeah, a lot of education, a lot of hand-holding at the start. But then someone like Giant Swan, who we got on Known Origin, and then he sold his first piece. And then you can see that the trust starts to build within the community. And now he, he they're, they're absolutely smashing it. Um, it's interesting that three three of our top-selling art pieces have all been um, – VR artists so I think that's a real interesting signal about kind of what direction some of the artworks going in some more, VR more artists, like, pieces what do you mean VR artists in terms of like like joy you mean how they create art during VR like yeah what is yeah so we have um, we have a guy called space uh, space painter um, and they well I don't know if it's a guy actually he's a completely anonymous artists is uh, their their kind of whole thing is it could be a collective um but they produce uh artworks within vr and then they film the fly-through and it's the video of the fly-through that they sell um and it, they're like super immersive kind of cinematic pieces with sound and oh, cool. you, kind of, you kind of fly through these whole scenes and they're really incredible um and we found that they're fetching kind of the biggest, the high value. Um, and I think that's a really interesting signal. I'm trying to explore how we can bring more VR artists into the scene and how we can actually allow people to own the actual VR experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we're going to work with those guys, well, with those, with those artists a bit more on and places like, Solomon Space and uh, Decentraland, how can we get actual VR artworks or sculptures that people can walk around, walk through, walk in? How can we get those so people can own those within, say, Decentraland or Solomon Space? Yeah, I think I think maybe a good way to do it is to go to Adobe. So Adobe have a framework, like a toolkit for VR builders. Which yeah, is- and they have a really smart AR builder, right? Yeah, that's what Joy is is using, and uh, and they have a pool of basically all the people. Like like if you want to use, uh, if you want to build anything in in VR, like build art in VR, you're, you you must use this software because this is the only software in the market. So if you if you speak with Adobe, you automatically get uh, all the artists that that are working in this space because they 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 must use this. The software in order to create art so maybe that's a good imagine that that would be a huge partnership an adobe partnership within the nft space would be would be huge that would be that would be a big step towards mainstream in my opinion yeah like i'm um so i am also thinking about like what what can accelerate the you know the demand because there is a supply and that's nice a lot of people that want to make money but uh, uh, 
uh, sorry, to, to create, like to sell their, their stuff, but you can only um, have growth in a market if, if you have both sides. And, uh, and I'm trying to think very hard about the collector's side as well. What, what will make it easier for people in the traditional crypto space to start collect art and to start to understand the beauty you know, of uh, content-based assets? Yeah, there's not a huge amount of um, there isn't a huge amount of tools for the collectors right now. And I think that's an interesting space to explore. Kind of um, as a collector, can I can I see a dashboard that allows me to see trending artworks or trending themes within the space? And um, can I see popular artists across all platforms? Makers Place, Super Rare, Known Origin, uh, BAE. BAE um, and I think this these this tooling set for the actual collector would be quite exciting um, to explore too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 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 another question that 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 I want to ask you is because I also see that and I want to uh, uh, hear what is your uh, point of view. Uh, what do you think about art that is functional, as like like async art and stuff like that, like? programmable art like do you plan to do something on that area like to create art that is more sophisticated and can change you know can disappear can lock money inside of the art can change the way it looks like sort of these kind of things yeah so interestingly i um, i was on a panel at a place called Furtherfield, which is a gallery in london and we did a panel for Digital Catapult, which was like an innovation day. And I was talking about how digital art that, pro- that changes over time, uh, because we spoke to a lot of galleries and they were saying the reason, well, one of the reasons that collectors fall in love with a piece is because every time they look at it, look at the physical artwork, they see something else or it changes or it reflects the mood that they're in that day or it reminds them of the yeah. time they bought it. And yeah. with digital artwork, how do you um, how do you capture that same emotion? Yeah. My little boy's back. Great. <laughs> so yeah, actually, we can we can uh, stop it.